johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. And away we go with another edition of Sports Insider Radio coming to you from Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. The boys are ready to go. John and Mike, we're going to head east to Baltimore. Uh, the NBA season's behind us, but big trades mean start looking ahead to next year. Future odds. Baseball's rolling right along. NHL draft. we got the award ceremony in Vegas tonight. Stanley Cup futures. But the big deal is everybody's getting ready because football's a coming and it is a coming fast. We invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com, 800-209-1679. Without further ado, we waste no time. I got pen and paper. I bet you there's a homework assignment coming. Let's check in with John and Mike. Hi, boys. How's it going? I'm doing good. How are you? Outstanding. Another, another glorious week, another day closer to football season. Uh, you hear that, Mike? He said another day closer. He was late getting on the uh, wire. Another day closer to football season. I don't know. I've been watching him watch football for the last week. You know, women's soccer. Hey, listen. It's on the board. Have you found edges with the women's soccer, the CONCACAF Gold Cup? You know what? I've been. Uh, we had a client, and I'm sure he's listening right now. Um, yeah, he told me. He told me I got to tell the story. Um, on Sunday, he calls me and he goes, "Look, the USA can't lose." I said, "All right, I understand. They won thirteen nothing. 
you know, Wednesday prior. They can't lose. He bets them in the first half. He lays 20 to win 2,000. 20,000. He lays 20 favors, minus 1,000 in the first half. So it's 3-0. He wins the bet. So then he texts me, and he goes, I'm pressing it for the second half. I'm going to lay another uh. 20 to win 2,000. The second half score was 0-0. Zero to zero. Yeah. He lost his second half bet. Ended up losing on the day. He couldn't just take the 2,000 from the first half and just be happy. He needed to pray the second half. What he didn't know, and we talked about this after the fact, was the U.S. was playing their second-string team. There wasn't even a starting lineup because they're just getting girls, you know, basically playing time to see which ones will be good reserves and later in the tournament knowing that the team they were playing was a much lower caliber. So he's thinking it's the best team out there. They're going to roll. And instead of just being happy with the first half bet, he does the same thing. Then you would think, Brian, that he learned his lesson and he does the same thing with France. Bets them in the first half, loses, bets them for the game, gets lucky on a on a uh, instant replay uh, double penalty kick that France got lucky oh, with. I where remember they that. missed the first penalty kick. <laughs> then they gave the goalie came off the line, so they reviewed it and said the goalie came off the line. You're not allowed to step forward in a penalty kick. I know it's not for everybody to to know about the rules of soccer, but they gave him another penalty kick and they scored and they got lucky and they won one nothing. So again, you know, with women, you know, you have to know what you're doing. A lot of these. They're, they're very lopsided in terms of there's only – it's not much parity. There's only a couple really good teams in the world, and the rest are a much lower caliber, even in the World Cup. So, you know, these money lines are insane. And I think now that the group stage is over pretty much and it goes into the elimination rounds, it's going to be a lot more parity. But, again, you just can't lay, I don't care who you are, lay 1,200. Well, the good news is if you're a bookmaker and you're a gambler, you can. The question is, you know, to be one and one down 18,000 to risk 40,000, it just doesn't seem like a good value, your favorite word, Brian, value proposition. No, indeed not. And the other thing was that there... what I will say to you is on the psychology analogy, when I talk to the client... He was. He said it's it's a it's it's a gimme. It's a guarantee for you guys listening out there. I don't care if the bad news Browns are playing the New England Patriots. There is no such thing as a guarantee gimme. They're not the bad news Browns anymore. Whatever they are, we know they're favored to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know my son already riddled me on that. But here, here, hey, my son's a Brown Raven fan now, Brian. But we'll, we'll get onto that later. But anyway, he, he, look. We can all agree we got decades under our belt, the three of us sitting here. Could you ever say there's something guaranteed? I don't. Look at that last boxing match we were talking about last week. You, you, the value is always the lottery bet on the underdog. And to, to lay that kind of money, even if you win 10 bets in a row and you're winning 20, risking 20 to win two, okay, you're up 20,000 after you've risked 200,000. All you got to do is lose the one bet. You're done. No, there's no doubt about it. And, and you know, the other thing was, back to that U.S. women's game, there was an intangible thing in there, whether they were listening or not, uh, but a firestorm had been created uh, with the perception that they had run the score up in the first game. Uh, I mean, and, and actually in that game, um, 
you know, listen, I mean, what they had out there certainly was capable of scoring another goal. But if you're sitting there saying, oh, they're going to bring Alex Morgan off of the bench, and the, they never they never even considered bringing her in. She scored five goals in the first game. They were they were all about getting ready for Sweden. Right, and again, I mean, we talked about this last week. I still don't believe it's running the score. If you're playing at the highest level uh, possible, this is not an ain't, exhibition ain't changing game. my mind on that one, buddy. <laughs> this is not a friendly. It's like you basically telling me it's the first half or it's the second half in the AFC championship game, and these players are just saying, we're done. No. We're, we're no. not going to well, keep scoring. But in this case, it matters because the goal oh, is stop. Michael, Michael, 13 goals. 13 goals. Don't care. Oh, come on. Listen. No, no, no. Yesterday, yesterday, there was a three. Oh, just let me tell you my point. Yesterday, there was three teams that finished with six points, which means they both had two wins. Only two teams advanced the next round. The only reason the top two teams advance is because of the goal differential. You don't know what the score is going to be when it's the first game of the tournament, and you don't know how the other teams are going to be scoring for the following games. You have to make sure that you're going to advance. I mean, you could make a point from a, from a betting perspective since the show's about betting, Brian, that once they did that, they got the points they needed. Now to be playing them in the second half, well, you could almost make the point now that you could just fade them in the second half and they're not going to run the score up. No, so, you, no they, you, they you did, know. they're not doing it because they realized it was the wrong thing to do. And I, I, come, okay. ba- I come back to the point that it, it would be like, it would be like the Steelers playing your Ravens, and the Steelers are up 63 nothing, And they get the ball down to the one-yard line with 18 seconds to go, and the clock's running. And Roethlisberger rushes the Steelers up the line to run it in to make it 70 to nothing. That, that, that's the whole point. I mean, that, you yeah, know. Yeah, but it, uh, the goal differential doesn't matter. Oh, my goal. The point differential doesn't matter in the playoffs. It matters. They're the best team in the world. They're the best team in the world. They're advancing. The only thing that matters is that Mike and John were in the Dominican Republic meeting a client, and we didn't drink out of the minibar. Yeah, you know, I tell you. That's why we're on the radio show with you right now. Well, I I tell you, I mean, that's no joke, man. That stuff's. Well, what's that all about? That's that's terrifying. I looked at the the minibar and decided, eh. They charge too much. I'll go downstairs and get a beer. Is that right? I mean, so, I, that's that. Really? That, no. I mean, I'm being. There's YouTube videos of me and Mike doing sports videos. We met a client, geez. Santa Domingo, in the beginning of the football season. It's amazing. But you know, just to keep a little, you know, just just to switch over, I will say this: um, looking at the NBA season that just finished. Sure. Um, you know, I'm not going to break. You don't need to break out a a, a, a whole. Uh, pen and pad for this, but I, I gotta tell you, this might, the last two professional sports, NFL and NBA, the numbers, I, I don't know if I gave them, well, the last game hadn't finished last week, are astounding. Brian, the favorites at the end, 648 in the NBA to 645. I'm gonna repeat that. For all you guys out there, 648 to 645 at the end of the NBA season. Literally, you could flip a coin on any game and you had a 50% probability of the dog winning or the, um, or the favorite winning against the spread. And when you look at the totals, it was 652 and 647. So we go from a three-game margin to a five-game margin on the overs. And 
the moral of that story is this is why baseball is such a profitable sport as well as the NHL with the absence of the point spread because the point spread is the greatest equalizer. When you go and you look at these numbers, it's hard to argue that it's going to be easy to beat the point spread no matter how great. Now, again, these are all in the closing numbers professional betters that are always looking for value on the lines, then obviously you have a scenario of you have the opening number, the middle number, and the closing number, so these stats are just based off the closing number. But even when you look at the NFL last year, the NFL last year, uh, against the spread, the dogs actually had an 11-game advantage, but it was still only 54%. It was 140-119 and eight pushes on the closing number in the NFL. You're still talking about 51% to 54%. It's a flip of a coin, and that's why when we get into baseball, don't forget, like I said, football starting, everybody's excited. But when you think about it, how can you be so excited about the prospect of wagering on, a, on, a, on games where you basically have a 50% edge unless you're really hardcore line shopping or you're in-game wagering or you're second-half wagering? It just shows you how hard it is after the dust settles and you can look back at the sports in their entirety. No, it, it's listen, I, it, it, we start doing our prep work and our homework before you know it. I mean... Camps will, camps will be up and running. We'll get the, the preseason games. How do you guys approach the preseason games, Mike? Well, I mean, look, it, preseason is is such a coin toss. We don't really play it. Um, there's been in years past we did believe that the third game of the preseason, we could actually play the first half because it really is basically a, a, not a scrimmage anymore, but the full talent is there most of the time. But now that the NFL is protecting their players so much. Preseason has changed. A lot of these guys don't even play. So because of the injuries we've seen over the last you know decade that happened in preseason where it ruins the, the team season. So um, it, it's really just more of a, uh, a rehearsal for us to run our models and to just see where we're starting with for the season because just blindly betting just because there's football on TV and you're just excited – is great for the gambler, but anybody that's taking it seriously, nobody cares about what the guy that's not even going to be on the team is playing in the fourth quarter that gets a lucky touchdown and you lose the bet. I mean, you're just gambling. There's no real you know, mathematical edge finding the soft numbers in preseason. At least for us, we try to just utilize our information and get ready for the season, and you know we don't really play preseason. Right, and for all you guys out there, I'm just doing a little quick recap since uh, everybody thinks there's more edge in collegiate sports versus pro. The um, the college football season last year, which starts before the NFL season, always 436 to 423 favorite dog. You're talking about 5076 percent. Brian, it is unbelievable. Literally, last in, from 2019, and it probably goes back year upon year. Um, every spread sport at the at the end of the season ended with basically between a, a range of 50 and 51 percent. And again, let's you want to hear a wilder one? You're a total guy, Brian. In college football last season, 439 and 433 on the closing numbers to the over, 50.34 percent. It's amazing. I mean, you keep rattling these things off, and uh, they're eye popping numbers. You know, just real. So, if you're listening to this, that's the whole point. If you're listening to this show in June and you're just all amped up and you're ready for this, 
I'm not saying that there isn't value. I'm not saying that we don't make money for our clients. I'm saying it's 50 times harder because look at the numbers. They speak for themselves. This is why the average person can have an opinion and not do any handicapping, not do any analysis and just bet. And at the end of the year, if they if they bet and they and they're they just are ran, it's we call it random gambling theory. They're going to go fifty percent. So you know, you always ask a gambler, "How you doing?" He goes, "Even." Well, me and you and Mike, we know that there's no even because you're paying grease every time you're even, right? So you know that guy that's four thirty nine and four thirty three. Uh, you know, he's not even. He's he's hemorrhaging big. Um, and that's even if he gets reduced juice. That's even if he has a discount from his favorite local guy or offshore or his spot in Vegas. It doesn't matter. You're you're four thirty nine and you're four thirty three, you're creating so much juice, you're literally down a tremendous amount of money. So the point is, you know, we're gonna do that that one hour re- that one hour college and pro football preview as we get closer to the season but let's remember there is a fortune to be made right now in mlb because there is the absence of those point spreads and that's why the numbers when i'm looking at in baseball i go from 50 percent all the way up to 60 percent when you're taking away the money line I mean, the point spread, and you're just king in on the money line. No, and, and that's the other thing. I mean, you mentioned all these numbers, and at the end of the day, how they kind of wash out. Um, but again, it, it's all about picking the right opportunities, the right time to find plus prices. There's a, there's a lot of ways to get after it. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. You know, it, the biggest thing that I see is that if you're playing the closing number, if you're playing a game five minutes before game time, the, the, the nuance and I, I, I got to do. I got to find a way to find out the difference between the opening number, the closing number, and the middle number. Um, and now, what I mean by that is, in the NFL, the lines come out Sunday night. You can start betting them Sunday night, and then obviously you're going to get a little mid- midweek movement before that Thursday night football game. And then obviously you get a lot of movement on se- Sunday morning pre-game time. So what's interesting is that you're at about 50% when you're playing the closing numbers. So the takeaway is, if you're doing your research, or even if you're just a fan of the Steelers or a fan of the Ravens, and you, you can try to project which way that line's going to move, at oftentimes, like you and I always said, it's not what you bet, it's when you bet. Well, the, you're basically valueless. On the dog side and the favorite side, what these numbers indicate is that whole thing is if you love the favorite, bet it early, and if you love the dog, bet it bet it late. Well, guess what? The numbers are proving that it's absolutely the other way around, which is if you love any side of the game, try to key in on it early because when you're waiting till 10 minutes before game time, which is what these closing numbers are ran on, you're basically 50-50. You're not getting an edge dog or favorite. So, again, if that line comes out on Sunday night for the Buffalo Bills, and they're playing on Sunday, the following Sunday, you need to do your research and be on your game, because the reality is you're probably going to get the better number and beat that 50% because of when you bet, not what you bet. Does that make sense, Brian? No, it's always made sense. I mean, that's stuff that we've talked about since uh, we ever started hooking up and talking together, and uh, that's the one thing basically it's more than an educated guess i mean it's it's experience to sit there and say here's an opening number but to have the ability that nine times out of ten to anticipate here's where a number is likely to move so it's either bet early or wait because depending on the side you like uh that, that likely you'll get a better number if you wait so having having the ability to uh, anticipate those movements is a big deal. Now, I would think that would be 
to a degree, I mean, you, you would prove the point uh, to your clients, uh, but that, and that would be the thing, you prove it over the course of time. Uh, but to convince them, make the play Tuesday. You know, you got to make that play now and and get them to say, okay, I'll tie my money up for six days on the premise. Over the course it, of a season, exactly. it's going to make money. Well, here's the reason why. When you look at the actual college, let's just take college football because there's many more games in NFL. Um, the college football season was uh, 436, 423, and 50. Keen on the closing numbers. So with that, what they're basically saying is a thousand games, basically fifteen games pushed on the closing number. You and I know that's not accurate. There's many opportunities to middle these games every single week. There's probably five games a week, not fifteen in the season. But that is based on the premise that you're middling the opening number to the closing number, and that's why these numbers are a little not accurate. Because yes, if you waited till five minutes before the game and you bet you had a you pushed on fifteen games, but the reality is there's many games that move. Same thing with the totals, where you have that uh, 439 and 433. So many line moves in, in totals in college football and in college basketball. Many middling opportunities, and I can guarantee you that's probably times four. If it's 15 on the closing number, there might be 60 games throughout the season where you had an opportunity to hit the opener, hit the close, and middle of the difference in between. Mike, when you talk to the clients and you kind of you state those those situations and those opportunities uh is it one of those things where okay you're 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 trying to convince some but then there are those that over the course of time the point was proven and they just say okay no i mean this is lately we don't play that many games so the and i've had a client that actually texted me last week and goes do you have any more games and he was serious i said what do you mean we're we're killing it the last eight weeks we only had two losing weeks and he goes well i'm retired and i'm bored so so i told him just bet against the orioles but we'll get to that go ahead he goes you know you give me lately it's been the late games and i'm already asleep and i just need action i said do you want to win or do you want action he goes good point because they're so used to just the games on tv they have to put something in rather than going man the last two months all you do is win, and you're very sporadic at, at the games that you play, and you're very selective. So a lot of people, again, just want to bet. They don't want to win. They just want confirmation of their own opinion. But they're not in it to make a secondary form of income and treat it like an investment. Nobody that invests in the stock market cares about buying 50 stocks a day. They just want to buy that blue-chip stock that's going to make them money. But they're so hyper-focused on that ESPN game versus just going, you know what, I don't even care, I'm not going to watch. Because my most successful clients don't watch the games. They're strictly doing this as an alternative vehicle to make more money than they can even in the stock market, to get a higher net return. And to some guys, they're still so used to that old-school mentality where all they want to do is bet whatever they got in their pocket, they really have no money management whatsoever, versus that new breed that is strictly looking to make a return on their investment where, like, more the millennials, where years before they didn't have bookies. They were just betting at casinos when they went to Vegas. Now that it's legal in 11 states and they could actually bet in their local jurisdiction, they're going, look, I want to make a percentage return. They get it. So I think in the years coming, it's going to be much more of a financial investment rather than betting on a hot pick. 
where that whole lot, you know nonsense is going to is going to be gone from years past. I mean, there's no big game theory. It's about money management. We talk about it for years now. We preach it. And the guys that really catch on are our most successful clients. You've been making the ride to West Virginia again, uh, John? He's, he's done. One and done. One, <laughs> one, you one, one and done. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, first of all, I didn't, you know, it was too much Pittsburgh fanship. Nothing against you Pittsburgh fan guys, but, you know, you know, and the reality is is that, you know, some of the, the rural wagering facilities are what they are. They're rural. You get these one-lane roads. It's a pain. It's not like you guys are spoiled in Vegas. You can ride up and down. I, you know, for me, to sit in traffic for an extra hour to make a wager when I can go uh, somewhere offshore is crazy. Um, and, and, again, it'll be here. Look, as we get as these years progress, it's going to go from 11 states to basically 50 states. It, it's going to be everywhere. We're surrounded. We're, 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 we basically are bookended here in Maryland. Every state surrounding us has legal sports wagering. But what I will say is baseball. One of the, th- you know, baseball is like you said. When football starts, people want to forget it. But this is where we've been making all our money for our clients. And what I, I will tell you with the pencil, you know, we can take a break and we can go over it. these these numbers in baseball. They're really eye-opening when I get into them because I do about an hour of homework before we go on the air. And, you know, for you guys, you know, trying to do this on your own, what it looks like to me like it's unwinnable. It is not winnable for the average person to wager on baseball, which we find having a deep edge with because of the perception of wagering on pitchers. And the numbers are basically proving it, Brian, that if you're just wagering on pitchers, uh, you're, you're dead. your pockets are empty. They're, they're a lot lighter than they were March 28th. And uh, what are some of the things you've been spotting of late? We got, uh, in fact, three games that are underway today. The Yanks have a uh, you know a big league uh, out of the gate uh, through three innings, so that would have gone over the total. You got uh, Houston and the Reds. You get some day baseball, but what are some of the trends you notice? Uh, well, some of the trends I notice is what I said. If you go back and you listen to our archive shows, which is basically the teams with the winning records are useless to your betting bottom line. They're just absolutely 100% useless. Out of 30 teams, 12 are profitable, 18 are not profitable. The difference in the profit, not profit, is huge. So just to run some of these numbers down, and I'll get into it after we take a little break, is that the top three teams for your money right now, well, let me just ask both of you, because you guys weren't part of the homework. The top three teams, if you want to take a shot at the top three winning money teams, not winning record teams, winning money teams. Mike, you go first. I would say the Twins. Wow. Okay, that, that is the number one team. Go ahead. Uh, I did not tell him anything, Brian. And look, I'm looking right at him. I'm not looking on the Internet. Number two, I'm going to have to say... The athletics. Okay, so keep going. We'll skip that. And then number three, you said the winning money teams. Right, winning money teams. So if you bet on these three teams, you're rolling. Tampa Bay. Yeah. Okay, so now. I so no, I'll throw one you, in there. I'm gonna, I'm so just to go to show you how how hard it is to win, he basically flunked on. He hit the first one. All and right. He flunked out on the two other ones. All so, right. so wait, hold on. If you no, bet no, on to wait, win wait, the no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He he you said minutes. Give him a shot. He, he, yeah. Really, he, he he plays a game and then he you know. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Mike said Minnesota, uh, Tampa, and who? Mike. Oakland, Oakland. All right, I'll throw a goofball one in there. 
Uh, and, and I would think that one of the re- reasons um, it could well it could be like like you said a, a horrible team that wins enough as a plus two fifty would get you there. I'll throw I'll throw they're only two over five hundred. Um, I would throw an Arizona in there, uh, you know, with a with a good road record um, that you'd be getting plus prices a lot on the road, and uh, mm, well, anyway, is it, and you know who's not bad actually? I bet I bet you might be of, uh, of interest a little bit of San Diego. I'll say Arizona, San Diego. I'll throw those two A. Okay, well, the good, so the so the Arizona game is a money team, but the top three money teams: yeah. Twins plus sixteen hundred thirty-one dollars. Yeah, the Texas Rangers plus thirteen hundred thirty-one, and I'll get into the why. And the White Sox, known as the Chai Sox, plus yeah, eight hundred and seventy-four dollars. So those are your top three money teams: Twins, Texas, White Sox. Now, here is for all you guys listening. The favorites have won 61% of the time this season straight up. So the overall favorite record as of not counting these games this morning is 652 and 421. So you would think if you're betting favorites, you're making money. They have a 231-game lead. Well, you take a team like Texas. Texas is 39 and 34. They're only up 5 games on the season. They're 25 and 28 as a dog. So when you have these teams in the upper end of their division and they have been the dog a lot of the times, that by virtue they're going to be the biggest money teams because they're basically 50% as a dog. When you take the White Sox, the White Sox are 35 and 36 down one game under 500. But they are a dog, 23-29, and 29, down six games. That dog money is huge, while as a favorite, they're 12-5. and five. So what happens is that's the value, is that even though the favorites are winning 60% of the time, you got to look for good teams that are actually dogs a lot. So you take Minnesota. Well, and, 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 and can, I, can I ask you one thing? Sure. And, and then the other thing would be, when you say they're a, they're a dog... Uh, obviously, there's a lot of plus prices, but the other reason it would add up is that when they're a favorite, they're not laying sixty, seventy cents. They're laying fifteen, twenty cents too. Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. So when you take a team like Minnesota, that's a, at the AL uh, League Central, top of their division, forty-eight and twenty-four, and they're the number one money team in baseball, they have been a dog forty-two times. They're thirty-one and eleven. I'm sorry, a favorite. Um, 42 times. They're 31 and 11. Here's the thing, though. They've been a dog 30 times. They're 17 and 13 as a dog. That dog money is why they're the number one team in baseball on the money. Well, well here's the thing, and I know listeners are, are hearing this, and they go, look, you're giving me a, you know, a freebie. Bet Minnesota Twins. Not that easy. <laughs> I said as a dog. They were a dog early in the season. When nobody thought they would be forty-eight and twenty-four, right? So they were very heavily, and even when they started winning early, the odds makers still didn't give them didn't give them enough credit that they would sustain the winning. So early in the season, it was very easy to bet on them and win. And now, going on to the you know leading into All Star break in the second half of the season, as good as they are, now they're going to be heavy favorites 
and they're going to lose games, and now it's just not that easy to take the Twins. So you don't want to, just like we, we've bet streaks in the past, you don't want to catch the tail end of a winning streak because you know it's going to come back down in baseball. So it, it's one of these things that, you know, we'll probably have this show in August, and we're going to be talking about the big money teams, and it's going to be completely three different teams because it's just the way it works. The parity is always going to, you know, settle itself out. But the key is to get on that train. What is the next hot team? If you're looking at well, this is way here, here's a perfect example. Be and here's a perfect example. Atlanta uh, was on that huge winning streak, 43-31, and 31, top of the NL East division. They're useless, money on your money. You're up 300 bucks on the season. And the reason why you're up 300 bucks on the season is because they've been a favorite the majority of the time. They're 35 and 18 as a favorite, but they're 8 and 11 as a dog. So if you don't have a, a break-even or winning record as a dog, it's really hard to be up there in the money. The other, the other thing is um, what you have to do is you have to realize the, the losing teams as well. So just to give you an example, and I'm not, I'm, I won't bore you with the game, but the, the top three losing teams are obviously – Baltimore is number one on the money. Minus it's the opposite of the Twins. Minus sixteen sixty one, um, and the second team is uh, Kansas City, uh, uh, fifteen and seventeen. Minus fifteen seventeen, and excuse me, the second team is Toronto. Minus fifteen twenty two, followed by Kansas. So your three lousy losers are Baltimore, Toronto, and Kansas City. But that also goes back to why are they not down much more? Baltimore is twenty-one and fifty-two. They're down thirty-one games, and they're only down sixteen hundred bucks. And the reason why is because they're always a dog. I'll give you a second reason why those three teams are like that. They all have incredible losing home records. So when they're at home, and they may be even a you know. They're not even getting that much value on the dog side. They're still losing. You want to hear a crazy stat, guys? Baltimore is plus $17 away. So if you bet on Baltimore as a road team only this season, a team that is 21-52, and 52, and you bet on them every game to win 100 bucks, you are up $17, and they're the worst money team in baseball. They're 9-28 and 28 at home. And I'm going next Sunday to the Cleveland game. Wish me luck. But go ahead, I'm listening. Oh, oh I can see that. You'd be with your you'd be with your little guy. The last, you got listen, the, you got the the Indians last one on a run was rain delayed. Yeah, well, the last one it was rain delayed. I got lucky. <laughs> well, I can see you with a, with a ticket in your pocket. Indians on a run line. Don't worry about that. He, but he's smart. He knows that. But 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 here but here's the thing. When you look at Kansas City, Kansas City as look, they're 25 and 48. Um, it's the same thing. They're, well, they're horrendous uh, home or away. But Baltimore's really, it's an amazing, the, the, the difference between being down $1,678 at home and up $17 away is pretty amazing. Um, and what I will say to you regarding Baltimore, and I said this every week and I'm going to keep saying it, for, and I'm going to give this free tip out. For you guys that are have the ability to in-game live wager, when you can get Baltimore with a lead late in the late innings, put a little something on the dog. It happened with Oakland the other night. They were winning uh, 2 nothing, and then they lost the game 3-2. You could have in-game live bet Oakland. You're getting this team that's a $300 favorite plus 150, Brian, because their pitching stinks in the end of the game. They can't close out a game. So, if you you know, I'm almost like root for the Orioles to have a lead, root for Kansas City to have a lead, 
root for Toronto to have a lead and then put a little lottery ticket on the home team, especially if they're on the road. There he is. John and Mike, always trying to break down the game within the game, inviting you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. You want to chat with the fellas, you can get hold of them, 800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. We'll take a brief respite, and we're coming back. Head to the top of the hour right here on Sports Insider Radio. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top Consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, back with you here, Sports Insider Radio. Check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. John and Mike on the hopper as we head back east. Uh, what's else uh, here in well, the summer I months? To finish, I, I wanted to finish up with one thing Mike said, Oakland and Tampa Bay. Oakland is 38-36. and 36. They are minus $311 on the season. They are minus $2 at home. They are minus $309 away, even with their amazing winning streak that they had. Tampa Bay, I think you mentioned, Brian, they're 43-30. and 30. They are plus $134 on the season. And the reason why, just like the Orioles, is they are minus $457 at home, and they are plus $591 away. When you look at the board, the way I'm looking at this program right now, what is amazing is how few teams are profitable at home. 
it is absolutely you would think you got this home field advantage and you know you got your crowd behind you and everybody's in there doing the six inning stretch and they're doing the music guess what brian this year it doesn't matter detroit is a perfect example they're minus $1,135 at home. They're plus $440 away. Um, and you can see this over and over. Uh, the only team that is, is a loser away is the second, is the third most winning, is the second winningest team in baseball. Texas Rangers are 39 and 34. All of their money is at home. They've, they're 16 11 to the good at home and are minus $280 away. So the only team that's playing out in its typical uh, nature where you think there's a home team advantage, for all you guys listening, is the Texas Rangers seem to only win when they're at home, and they can't win a game when they're away. And then I, I would be curious, too, to correlate if you went deeper and deeper. And that's the thing. I mean, with analytics and numbers and all these things, and it has its place. But, but when they win... It would be interesting to see when they win, are those games going under or are they going over, or is there a trend there? Yeah, yeah, I'll have to look at that, right. I'll have to, I'll have to look at that. But what I will say is this. The, the National League West as a whole is the most profitable uh, division in baseball. So Dodgers are $577 to the good. The Rockies are $174 to the good. Your Arizona, you mentioned, only up two games, is $496 to the good. San Diego is $60 to the good. As bad as San Francisco is, you're down $199 on the season. It is the only losing team in the NL West on the money. So Dodgers, Rockies, Arizona, and Diego, they're giving you some action. Flip that to the NL Central. There's only one team that's in the positive, Milwaukee. Cubs are a loser. St. Louis is a loser. Cincinnati is a loser. Pittsburgh is a loser. And it's the same thing in the NL East. One team is a winner, Atlanta. Philly's a loser. Mets are a loser. Washington's a loser. Miami's a loser. And so when you go through and you look at it by division, you really say, wow, the, you know, if you're going to isolate your handicapping or you're isolating the basket of games that you want to look at, you basically say, okay, I want to concentrate on the NL West. And I want to look for opportunities when the teams, those five teams are playing in the NL West. And the reality is, is that you have this uneven split. There's 30 baseball teams, 18 of them are losers, 12 of them are winners. Um, so, you know, if you just take this free information that we're giving out, you say NL West, you say, okay, Texas when they're at home. You say the Orioles, believe it or not, when they're away. And the reason why the Orioles are hanging, and why are they, and you already know the answer, Brian, why are the Orioles plus money when they're away? Because every time they went on the road, they're getting 250. That's exactly right. And over the course of time, it all adds up. How about um, with football, though, fellas, and, and, and you guys employ second half wagering uh, in all sports. Uh, how has that, that model grown for you? Uh, over the course of time as we get ready for college football in the NFL? I mean, I can't wait. It's it's one of my favorite times of the year because, look, in, in the summertime, there's unless you're doing in-game live trading, there's no second-half element with baseball. But once football Speak starts... Speak for yourself. I can't get off the computer. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> right, exactly. Right. right. So once football begins and the element of sitting here on a Saturday... And there's 60 games on, and a game's going to halftime, and 
and the green screen is going green for halftime, going halftime, halftime. You know, John's office is literally, it's the entire day, all you hear is the word halftime. There's so many games going into halftime simultaneously. The kids are going to be in therapy. They're going to say, there used to be this guy in the house saying halftime. <laughs> and, and I just believe, you know, a lot, especially early on, a lot, especially in college football, what happens is these coaches are playing 18-year-olds. And look, even like the Alabamas of the world, where these guys are going to be, they're five, you know, five-star recruits. They're going to be incredible players, but early in the season, those jitters are there, and they just don't have that mold of a team yet, so they come out pretty cold. The odds makers still put the line at 40 for Alabama, and it just seems they just don't try in the first half, a lot of the good teams, and they wake up at halftime, and they go, well, this is a big deal. we got to win this game, and they get that pep talk at halftime, and they come out firing. So a lot of times, we're not going to bet these heavy favorites before the game starts, but we want them to be down at half. I would love Alabama every game to be down at half and to get that really cheap second-half price. And every time, they cover. Not saying it's just that easy if you're listening. There's a lot of math that goes into it. To, if we like a specific number based on the spread to begin with, there's a lot of, that goes into it before we actually bet it. But if our math model says press it, you still have to be at your computer all day on Saturday. So for that better that's listening to the show that is with family all day, he doesn't have the time to manage 60 games going to halftime on a Saturday. So that's what we're here for. We're advising you when to basically press that button. And in doing so, I mean, it's, it's one of, besides the fantasy angle of, of football, which I'm completely obsessed with, Betting half times is, is my second favorite thing to do. Yeah, we won't talk about my son wins every fantasy football league because he has him as the shadow guy in the background. It's great. Um, but, um, look, when you look at these numbers and you look at betting as a whole, you know, this is the first year of – this is the first – yes, it was the, the Supreme Court passed a legislation July of last year, Brian, but these 11 states weren't really set up till you know, people weren't really rolling. Now it's like – you have this, all you guys that are listening, uh, you know, in Vegas that might be on vacation driving down the road in your rental car or the people that go to different states where it is legal and, and, and or listening on the Internet or on the radio. Look, these numbers that I keep hitting back, 50% on spreads, you've you got to have an edge. You've got to have an angle. It's got to be first-half wagering. It's got to be second-half wagering. It's got to be in-game live wagering. Unfortunately, what draws people into sports wagering, Brian, unlike the financial markets, is that it's supposedly bet it and forget it. You know, it doesn't require work. You're betting the game, and then it's done. Well, that doesn't give you an opportunity to really maximize these algorithms that are getting more advanced as the bookmakers are, are offering more products to keep people interested in the game. So, as you see networks implying the in, you know throwing up like in Washington D.C. the in-game live wagering. I mean that's what they're doing with the with the Wizards. You know they they're going to next year you're going to be able to look and see in-game live odds every time somebody makes a free throw. That's going to change the whole nature and complexity of the game where people are going to have to understand. Yes, they have jobs, they have lives, but you know unless you're sitting you know obviously at certain casinos in Vegas with an iPad, the, the reality is it's too hard to do this work on your own, and that's where basically we're going to come in. The old model, Brian, of you subscribing to the service and somebody saying, 
bet the Ravens or bet the Steelers. I think that's pretty much old. I don't think I don't think that's going to be what's going to work for the next decade. Even though it worked the last three decades, does that make sense? No, absolutely. You know, and I and I go back to the halftime thing too. And then there's the myriad of games, and and I know you've got math models, but all these other things. But sometimes I always go back to that eyeball test. Now you sit there and you go, oh, the score of a game is ten three at the half. Well, this team put up three hundred and fifty yards. Or, you know, whatever. Uh, 225 yards of offense in the first half and fumbled inside the red zone three times. And, you know, the math model's telling you here's the line for the game. Well, I got news for you. They repeat that in the second half and stop coughing up the football. I mean, it's sitting there to be had, and you're getting the very best of a number. I, I agree. And then that goes back to, like I said, I think that the overwhelming nature of sports betting now is that, you know, in the old days, and I'm not trying to say we're old. I mean, we're not old. You know, yeah, we uh, are. you know, we're, <laughs> all right, we're old. But in the old days, yeah, I am. You know, all right, okay, I'm old. But in the old days, you know, it was like you, you, you grab the paper, if you will, and you look at the line. And you go, ah, you think they're going to cover the five, and that was it. You weren't thinking about the first half. You weren't thinking about the second half. You weren't thinking about the in-game live wagering line. You weren't so, and so you really you had less opportunities, but it also required less brain power. Um, so I, I go back to having more opportunities as a bonus to your pocket if you have the ability to do this for a, for your job, and then, and that's the value. I think that the the concept of again subscribing to a service for somebody to tell you who they recommend wagering on as the flat straight bet before the game starts is antiquated and I think if you're not involved with it and I am biased Brian but if you're not involved with our companies that take advantage of all the opportunities that the sports books are putting on the menu you're doing yourself a disservice because you can read a newspaper column and, and just you know see outright predictions of who uh, somebody think is going to win that's not going to help you while the game is uh, in halftime all right sportsinsiderradio.com and they uh, tell them the folks call in they, they chat with you they get you or mike on on the hopper here and uh and you find out what you know what they're thinking and, and you you know you tell them they, they, again you, you do the spot you say you know you treat it like a business that it's it's money management uh, they got to understand too it's yeah, this like is it, not Vegas stories of hitting 29 teamers, and no, you're not retiring. This is work. You've got to treat this like the, any other job that you have and put your best foot forward. Otherwise, unrealistic expectations usually uh, yield unrealistic results. And, and I would think the thing, you know, one of the, the biggest things you preach, and I would think maybe is the hardest message to get across, is, is preach discipline. I mean, Mike is on the front lines preaching discipline daily, and uh, like I said, usually it's uh, the the conversation, and I'll let Mike, you know, elaborate, but it's always, yeah, I understand, I understand, then they subscribe, they spend their money, and then it's, do you have any more games? Uh, maybe I'll get a tattoo, Brian. Do you have any more games? That's, you know, because that's basically the world we're living in. It's like never happy when they win. Well, and, and that goes back to, you, you know, the difference of living on the East Coast versus the West Coast full time is when you play that 1 o'clock NFL game when you're in Buffalo and now it's 345 and you've just won, you should just be happy. Instead, it's, do you got any more games? How long did it take you? Because we see you a lot during the year. Uh, mm-hmm. It took me a good two years, eh, maybe a year and a half, uh, when I first got out here to just get used to that morning football <laughs> regimen. It's, mean, it's look, awesome like, now, but, and you're, yeah, it's you're awesome. in and out of here. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm like you because I mean, I've been coming to Vegas now with you, seeing you for the last eight years. So I mean, that's pretty much second fiddle. I will say that I think that you know this is interesting times that we're living in because you know, as they say, the handle probably on the East Coast is going to dwarf Vegas at some point. Um, but again, you also are going to have a lot more money and a lot more liquidity on these Sunday night games and these Monday night football games and these Thursday night games because look the reality is it's different at five o'clock at night you're you're you know, you're you're it's not the same as at eight thirty when the kids are getting ready to go to bed and everything's settled these people they want to watch these games they want to bet these games they they don't want to hear the algorithm is not giving you a recommendation it, 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 it it's so you have to be firm and say look you know, and it happened to us several times last year. Look, there's nothing on this game. It'll probably go to overtime, flip a coin. Next thing I know, I turn on the Sunday night game. It's an overtime. <laughs> Michael, in the final moments here, um, does he have new toys? Does he have new electronic toys? Is he added uh, you know what? to the repertoire? No, he's, got, he's kind of taken a step back. I think he's just enjoying what he has instead of just trying to. I don't think Apple's coming out. I don't want to give a plug. But I don't think they've come out with any crazy new uh, products for him to invest in. But I think in the fall, they got some things on the horizon. So you'll, you'll start seeing a barrage of, of new, innovative, technological products coming out that John is going to be uh, testing. Well, I, and, I, and I get the value of it, and it's part of the business, and I get it. But that's good to hear, because whenever he'd be here, uh, John... John, you got to say, you know, he's doing, you know, he's doing chat snap or <laughs> social media. Yeah, he's doing a Snapchat thing. I mean, literally think he brings a TV station here. It's hysterical. I'm like, you know, here, let me let me clear some space for you. He's hanging Instagram co- computers, live, cameras, Twitter. three phones. Yeah, he's got it all. <laughs> what, what, when you go through security at the airport, man, he's got to look at you. It's like, this guy just brought a Best Buy here. Well, they just nah, they just want to know who's going to win. <laughs> well, yeah. With what does that help when you wear the T-shirt with your picture on it going of through security? You know people stop and they they, they want to know you're right. It's, it's great when the guy's wearing like a Pittsburgh Steeler uh, shirt. And he asks me who's going to win, and I tell him the opposite team, and he looks at me like befuddled. Like again, back to wanting confirmation of your own opinion, you know. Oh, boys, always a chuckle. But look, guys, don't forget about baseball. If you're listening, we are not far. We are not even halfway there. July 9th is halfway, and uh, let, you know, there's plenty of baseball to be played. And we got soccer rolling through the whole summer. And if you want to bet twenty thousand dollars to win two thousand, that's your right. But you're not going to get those games from us. Ouch, <laughs> Michael. Always a pleasure, buddy. Have a good week. Yep, you too. All right, John, we'll play it back again next week. Sports Insider Radio inviting you to give the boys a call at 800-209-1679. Check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Senate leaders have agreed on a bipartisan emergency funding bill that addresses the overflow of illegal aliens at the U.S.-Mexico border. But the House and administration have still yet to get on board with the bill that has funds of about $4.5 billion. Louisiana Republican Congressman Steve Scalise. 
It's time for Speaker Pelosi to bring a bill to the House floor to address the serious crisis and make sure uh, that HHS has the money they need to take care of the health care needs of these young children that are being abused. Another tense hearing on Capitol Hill over the Boeing 737 MAX jets. 